finally upon us. Two years on from breaking the 100 medal barrier in Gotland, the Island Games is back again and the 2019 instalment comes from the British Overseas Territory of Gibraltar. Not an island you say? Well I don't make the rules. All I do is bring you the latest news, the finest characters the event has to offer and some exclusive content from one of the greatest sporting festivals on offer. Welcome to the 2019 Island Games Review Podcast with myself, Chris Cave, and earlier on, the thousands of athletes from those islands you know oh so very well and indeed the ones you may never have heard of at all, they descended upon the Europa Point Sports Complex in the south of Gibraltar as the event was officially opened. It had all you could ask for in an opening ceremony as well, a large gathering of fans, loud, punchy and energetic music to get you in the mood, and of course, long speeches from the dignitaries. And now considering from Gibraltar you expect sun, sea and pesky macaques stealing your personal belongings, I have to tell you, it was incredibly windy at times on Saturday night, and the game's volunteers were handing out blankets at one point for the freezing locals to wrap around them, I kid you not. They don't know how lucky they've got it, do they? If it was in the Isle of Man, it would have gone down as one of the better days of summer, I can tell you that. But anyway, here is how proceedings got underway for the 18th Island Games. Could I now please ask our volunteers to take their positions in the arena? Thank you. While they're doing that, let me remind you that we have to do another introduction in a couple of minutes when we go live on television. So just pretend that the one we did half an hour ago never happened, but make this one even better. We have 700 volunteers. Good evening. Your Excellencies, Chief Minister, Prime Ministers, Ministers, Your Worship, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 18th NatWest International Island Games. Over the next six days, teams from 22 islands will compete in 16 sports. Gibraltar has been waiting for this moment since we were successful in our bid to host them and we will be pulling out all the stops to make these a games to remember just as we did 24 years ago. So, whether you're lucky enough to be with us in Gibraltar, or you're supporting your team from home, we'd like you to get involved on social media. Our Twitter handle is at Jib2019. You can find us on Facebook too. Upload your pictures of this evening and throughout the week on Instagram. And make sure that you use any or all of the following hashtags. Island Games 2019, Island Games, and Vision Gibraltar. So, let's get the show started with a parade of athletes. But we've already done so, I'd like to do you to do this again. Our volunteers, all 700 of them, 
They range from the age of 16 to the ripe old age of 78. That's even older than me. Many of them are forming the Guard of Honour for our parade this evening. Gibraltar's most successful athletes internationally are those who compete in Special Olympics. In recognition of their numerous achievements, some of those athletes will be parading among our teams this evening. If you're ready, you're going to be doing a lot of clapping over the next few minutes. Our parade starts with our hosts of last year's games, sorry, the games two years ago. Will you please welcome the team from Gotland? They took part in the first games in 1985. There are 126 in the Gotland team, 103 athletes and 23 officials. Gotland are in fourth place in the marathon list. They won the medal tally in the 1999 Games and they've been in the top five for most of the previous Games. Their flag bearer is athlete Fred Grunwald, who will run the half marathon and the 10,000 metres. Their water carrier is rifle shooter Frida Eriksson. Nicholas Bias is our Olympics golf athlete. He won silver in the World Games in 2015 in Los Angeles and silver in Abu Dhabi earlier this year. The team from Gotland! And so on and so forth and one by one the islands were welcomed into the stadium and they were coming from either side of the stage which was in the middle of this sports pitch with three stands surrounding it Having been in the Europa Point Sports Complex for a good while, we had seen a fair few Triskelions being waved, and we were confident that our 177 athletes would get the reception that they deserved. And this was the moment they entered the grounds, and I think the applause, the respect, and the introduction from the MC that they received was fantastic. Have a listen to this. It was in 1985 that the Isle of Man initiated the Island Games as part of their year of sport. Two years ago in Gotland, five of their sports topped their medal tables. Isle of Man, the arena is yours! This year, the Isle of Man comes to the 18th Games with a 177 strong team. Their water carrier is 13-year-old swimmer Amy Myers. Their flag bearer is badminton player and team captain Tim Tate, who's hoping to secure her fourth consecutive gold medal in the women's doubles. Marching with the Isle of Man is Sam Hook, Olympic silver medalist at European football tournament in the Netherlands. Brilliant stuff. And having spoken to many of the athletes before they headed to Gibraltar, 
I know that they really, really do enjoy competing for the Isle of Man and not under a different country's flag. What an occasion it was then for Kim Clegg. She's the team captain and has won gold in the badminton women's singles in the last three games. She's back, aiming to secure her fourth consecutive gold medal in ladies' doubles, a feat never achieved by a badminton player in the history of the Island Games. So what an achievement that would be, as well as becoming the outright leading gold medal winner in ladies' doubles. She was our fantastic flag bearer at the opening ceremony and she told me what it was like walking into the stadium as the crowd got to see the sports stars of the Island Games for the first time in 2019. I mean, it was such an honour. It was good fun. I was a bit scared that I was going to fly away with the flag at one point, but it was, it was, yeah, it was such a brilliant honour to have had that experience and I'm really proud. Yeah, it's really, really windy here in Gibraltar this evening. When you were uh, selected for this Island Games, I bet you thought you were coming away for sun, sea and a bit of sport in between. So have you been a bit shocked by the conditions so far? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought, especially when they asked me to do the flag, I thought, oh, it'd be quite glamorous, like nice sunshine and nice easy job, not freezing cold and carrying a flag that was blowing everywhere. But um, I'm hoping the weather's going to pick up. But to be fair, I'm inside in a sports hall all day, so not that if it's not sunny it's not the end of the world a brilliant honor for you as you say bringing the flag in here for the opening ceremony and you're going for history in this island games as well aren't you yeah <laughs> wow well, that's a, it's quite scary when you see it like that but yeah i am um, i'm trying to go for my fourth gold medal in the women's doubles so um fingers crossed everything works out well <laughs> consecutive as well and that has never been done before how have you been feeling in your preparation in the build-up to this event um I guess I've tried not to really think about what the next medal would mean, but I've just kind of been concentrating on getting um, getting good training in, making sure that I can hit with Jess a lot because she's been down in London and I've been up in Nottingham, so trying to coordinate training schedules and um, I think trying to work around like work-life balance as well, which has been been interesting. <laughs> So that's an added factor for you as well, having to, to coordinate with Jess. And also, when you come into games like this, I mean, you are an experienced Island Games competitor, but do you still know any more about your opponents as you did when you first came into this event? Um, we do. Like, you kind of see them similar faces, but there's always, like, one or two that will that are new faces or faces that return that just surprise you each year. So you kind of... You can't ever relax because you don't know who's going to turn up and have had like two years really intense training and have come on like a lot compared to last time. So it can be quite surprising. Being flag bearer, going for your fourth consecutive gold medal. I'm sure a lot of the inexperienced members of Team Isle of Man will be coming to you for a bit of advice. What is the, the, the single best bit of advice you can give them at this stage of their early athletics careers? relax enjoy every moment and just keep a level head and don't panic are you excited to represent the isle of man once again here in gibraltar yes very excited very honored and do you have a message for everyone listening at home who's trying to follow the island games what can you do to, to assure them that every member of the team will be giving 100 percent to uh, to make them proud i, I honestly I, I don't know just keep um, supporting us on facebook 
on like Instagram, just follow the Gibraltar Island Games website and just Do you do you feel that support all the way um, yes. from the Alabama? Yeah, we do. We're constantly having messages from families, from friends, and um, people commenting on um, our Facebook posts, especially the Alabama Badminton Facebook posts, so which is really good. Isle of Man team captain, a gold medalist in the ladies' doubles badminton for three years on the bounce now and the flag bearer for the Manxies at this year's Games. That was Kim Clegg. A big well done as well to our water carrier, Amy Myers. She's competing in the pool with the rest of the swimmers and at just 13 years old, that will surely be an amazing experience for her. What Kim was saying there as well about support, you can send your messages of support by getting in touch with Manx Radio. We're on Facebook, Twitter and all the usual social media platforms. The presenters back on the Isle of Man as well, I'm sure, would love to read out any messages of encouragement too. So you can contact them by texting 166-177 or you can email studio at manxradio.com. And as Kim Clegg was saying earlier, the athletes do feel that support even if you're not with them cheering them on in Gibraltar. A look ahead then to the schedule on Sunday and that's when the action gets underway in earnest. Saturday was just the opening ceremony, but the competition gets started early on Sunday. An 8 o'clock start for the men in the triathlon. Eight from the Isle of Man involved, including Ryan Downey, William Draper, Andrew Nash and Dewan Kinley. 40 minutes later, after that, the women begin their triathlon. Lindsay Elliott and Carrie Wernham flying the flag for the Manxies there. There's also the opening heats of the Athletics. Both men's and women's basketball begins. Isle of Man ladies are first in action at 10 o'clock there and the men face Ireland at 5 o'clock in the evening. The Racket Sports taste Island Games action for the first time in 2019-2 on Sunday. There's the Criterium cycling events as well and we all know the Isle of Man has serious pedigree on the bike so it could be a fantastic opening day of competition. Sailing, shooting, squash, tennis, table tennis and 10-pin bowling all going on around this small territory as well, which is usually inhabited by just 32,000 people. It's considerably more than that at the moment though, and it will be for the next week. In athletics on Sunday evening, there's a chance for Alan Corlett to emulate his training partner Ollie Lockley, who two years ago in Gotland won gold in the men's 10,000 metres. Well, he's been in really superb form since then, has Ollie, going from strength to strength, and he'll be wanting to make his mark here in Gibraltar this year, but it's Alan Corlett who's going for gold in the 10,000 metres this time, and he'll be up against the best from the rival nations here at the Games. It's usually very hot in Gibraltar. I was told by a couple of wonderful ladies at the opening ceremony that the place has just two seasons, autumn and summer, so it is usually very hot which could be a bit of a culture shock to some of the athletes involved this week. Possibly some from the Isle of Man, who knows, but none more so than one of Alan's rivals in the 10,000 metres, Tim Ross of the Falkland Islands, where they've been preparing for the Island Games in the snow due to it being the heart of winter in South America at the moment. Jason Lewis from Falklands Radio told me that could be significant when it comes to their chances of success. <laughs> it's, uh, it's winter now in, in the Falklands, and most of the team left with snow on the ground. And uh, so we had, for instance, our 10,000 meter runner, um, Tim. He has uh, been training in the cold. Now he's going to have to um, re-acclimatize really quickly because he's racing the first race on Sunday. If it is, as you say, snowy and cold, 
where you are in the Falklands now to come over here to Gibraltar in this heat. It's a new dimension and that must pose a I can only obstacle for yeah, him. Yeah, I can only imagine all the athletes are going uh, to struggle in some way or other. I suppose the swimmers have probably got it slightly easier. At least they can go into some water and cool down. But uh, the squash competitors will be in a, a very warm hall. The badminton players, again, will be uh, in a, a very a warm hall. Even if with air conditioning, you're not going to sort of cool that huge area down that easily. So yeah, I think every competitor from the Falklands is going to struggle in that respect. Um, again, with the shooters, they're actually used to a lot more wind, so that might work in an advantage or disadvantage if there's a, a bit of a breeze on their shooting days. You were telling me before, just three and a half thousand people in the Falkland Islands. Some of the people listening in the Isle of Man won't know too much about the place, so just uh, give us a bit of a flavour of what it's like there. So the Falklands, uh, size-wise, uh, population size, as you say, is three and a half thousand people, but the actual physical size is about half the size of Wales. So, but most people live in Stanley. It's a really good community, probably very similar to Isle of Man, where you know most people what they do and it's basically a nice relaxed pace life uh, most people who come from the UK all sort of enjoy the sort of the slower pace I think that is, uh, is similar to the Isle of Man as well tell us how long has it taken you to get from the Falklands right here to Gibraltar what's that journey been like for you and your athletes okay so for the athletes most of the athletes took the military flight from the Falklands to uh, RAF Bryce Norton in Oxfordshire and that would have been about 18 hours then uh, for instance the badminton players have actually had a four-week intense training camp uh, over in Norway so they went all the way to Norway and they eventually arrived here in uh, Gibraltar uh, last night at half past two. Other athletes have had it a little bit simpler where they've just sort of gone from Bryce Norton to uh, Heathrow and then taken the plane down to, to Gibraltar. But even so, it's, it's taken about two, three days. It's the quickest route, uh, the longest route, um, weeks. And this event possibly doesn't get the global acclaim that it should do from the media outlets, um, some of the, the, the top high-profile media outlets, but for small island nations, and I know speaking from a Manx perspective, this event does mean a great deal because it's representing your flag, your nation, which a lot of the time you can't do. Is this uh, um, garnering excitement and intrigue from the people of the Falklands? Yes, everyone's really interested. There's a small population, everyone knows it's going on. Everyone knows who the athletes are. They're following uh, posts on Facebook from all the media outlets. Uh, they're find, find following posts from the actual um, all the individual clubs as well. Uh, there's a lot of money raising going on beforehand to raise enough money so people can come away to the games. And we, we see it as a very important step for our sports people because it gives them the chance to actually compete competitively when you've got a population of two and a half thousand people if you're the best and there's no way easy to go and compete with anyone else in any other country this is our only avenue so we may not necessarily be the the best in uh, every sport but our competitors are really looking for those PBs and trying to sort of do better and actually improve 
and make those connections. And when they make those connections, the clubs start to get a bit more experience from other clubs, uh, other islands. And uh, yeah, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And we we are all listening. We're all listening. We're obviously currently in Wimbledon fortnight and I remember reading an interview with Roger Federer recently where he says you can't be at the top on your own, you need to have that competition to push you even further and I think that's true yeah. of all the islands and what an incredible feeling it would be for any one of those athletes to be stood at the top of that podium winning a gold medal for their flag. What represents the best chance of success then? Which sports are you really looking out for for the Falklands to do well in this year? Shooting's always a possibility with us. We've got some really good shooters in the various dis disciplines. Uh, and as you probably know, if you follow shooting at any point, the, the best shooter can have a bad day, the worst shooter can have a good day, and it turns, it's, turns it totally uh, the other way. So um, shooting, I think we've got a good chance. But table tennis, we've actually got uh, Javier, who is uh, an awesome table tennis player. and. Uh, we're secretly hoping for good things from him. And what would it mean to you as, as an island to win a medal at this Games? Whenever we have won a medal in the past, and we've won a few here or there, the excitement around the islands, wants, you, can hear, you can visibly almost see the buzz going around the Stanley and the rest of the islands, and all the, the Falkland Islanders around the world, as you get that news that someone's actually won a medal or got we even start with the chance of the medal and then getting it, getting a medal. And we have uh, come away, I think, once with a, a gold medal in shooting and uh, various um, silvers and bronze over the years. So we've got, a, we've got a chance. Jason Lewis from Falklands Radio there. I love hearing about the other cultures and climates and the backstories that you get in abundance at an event such as the Island Games. Before we finish, while we're on that note of diverse cultures, there was actually a food festival held in Gibraltar on Friday night, the Calentita Food Festival, and one of the organisers, Owen Smith, a Gibraltarian himself, and that's what you call them, by the way, Gibraltarians, not Gibraltans or giblets, as I've heard already since being here, Gibraltarians. He gives you your daily dose of culture from the 2019 Island Games Review with the first postcard from Gibraltar. Calentita usually attracts, I think we get about 6,000 people, but spread over the course of several hours. Uh, so we start at 7 o'clock and go on until 1 in the morning. Um, so at any one time, there's maybe about three or 4,000 people here. And Calentita is a food festival which celebrates uh, Gibraltar's sort of multicultural community. So what we do is we gather together different, uh, different groups from the, our community, like the Hindu community, the Moroccan community, and they set up a stand and they sell a food that is typical of their community and their background. So everybody here is Gibraltarian, but we're, we're a very diverse micro-nation, and that's what the festival's all about, really. And I've seen a lot of smiling faces, which is good, a lot of people enjoying themselves, the entertainment, the dancing, singing that we've got on here as well, people's faces are painted as well. It seems to be something that is very celebrated, something that Gibraltar is very proud of, this diversity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Calendita is actually the name of Gibraltar's national dish. Uh, and so I think um, this is an event that's been running for 13 years and people have really taken it to heart. I think everyone in Gibraltar is very, very proud of our tolerant, multicultural, multi-religious community. And Calendita is a time when all of the community come together to celebrate that. And I have to ask you, because I am quite ignorant, Calentita is your national dish, and yeah. I have no idea what it is. Okay, well, if you want to try some, there's a Gibraltarian stall on the far side of the square selling it. 
and but I should warn you that it's a pretty basic dish. It's not unique to Gibraltar. Uh, it is a mixture of chickpea flour and water. <laughs> and some people add, uh, sometimes they add pepper, sometimes they add oil, sometimes they add other ingredients, but the, the true basic galantito is just chickpea flour and oil, uh, sorry, and water. And uh, you mix it together and you bake it, and that is it. So it can actually be absolutely delicious. It's often, if it's not made well, it can also be what exactly what you would imagine flour and water <laughs> heated up in an oven to taste like. So, um, yeah. Well, there are many people who tell you that's the simple things in life which are worth enjoying. I have to ask you, while we're here, it is the Island Games opening ceremony on Saturday night. I've seen plenty of people around here clad in their, their nation's kit and, and their, their sports gear. Has that been an extra boost for the food festival this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, actually the festival normally takes place at the beginning or the middle of June, uh, just before it gets really, really hot. And this year we decided to move it to coincide with the Island Games to make sure that people visiting Gibraltar would get a taste of our community, even if they're a little bit nervous about eating the food. But I've actually got, I'm surprised at how many people wearing sporting gear I've seen actually tasting the food. I mean, I know if I've been training for sort of two years, I'd probably stay away from the street food. But uh, people must be confident that it's uh, it's healthy, which it is, obviously. You know, we, we apply, we, we were very strict on, on many things, and health and safety is one of them. How lucky I was to be able to sample some of that food myself. No comment, by the way, on the Calentita, but then again, I am a fussy eater. Uh, that's it from me for now. Be sure to subscribe and tune in tomorrow for the next Island Games review. Come on, Team Isle of Man! <laughs>